Kitruma Rishon, chapter 25, verse 1, Perek Chofhei, Pasuk Aleph. By Daber Hashem el Moshe Leimer, and Hashem speaks to Moshe saying. Now, when did Hashem speak to Moshe saying? When does this thing? Now, we're going to read about the instruction of uh, taking the trumas and how from these trumas they are to construct the the Mishkan and its vessels and the and the and the kalim. So when 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 is Hashem saying this to Moshe? I mean, one is tempted to think that this is following the previous portion. Now, Elam Mishpotim were the laws that Moshe Rabbeinu was told by Hashem while he was on Har Sinai, the 40 days and the 40 nights. And we learned all the law and the Mishpotim, we learned. Then at the end of the Parshas Mishpotim, um, it seems the Torah went back to what took place before um, before, uh, as Rashi explained, what took place before Matan Torah, starting with the fourth of Sivan, and going on, and then again, once again, repeating that Hashem, uh, and, and, and talk about that Hashem went up to the mountain, that Moshe went up on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Um, so one would be inclined to say, that this thing is also taking place during that period, while Moshe Rabbeinu went up on the on the mountain. But Rashi later on in the Pashis Kisisa in Periklamadala Posik Aleph, um, Rashi over there explains that this, Rashi says over there that Maisa Egel Koidem Litzivu Melechas Hamishkon Yomim Rabim. That the story with the Egel took place many days. Yomim Rabim was before, many days before the instruction, Rashi says, before the instructions to make the Mishkan. Because, and, uh, because according to Rashi, we'll see the reason why Hashem told us to make the Mishkan was sort of a response to Hashem's uh, uh, atonement, uh, because we're going to read later on in Pashas Kisisa how the Yidden, after Moshe Rabbeinu came down from the mountain, they made the golden calf. And then Moshe Rabbeinu broke the luchas, and then the whole story until Moshe Rabbeinu asked for forgiveness for them. And then finally in Yom Kippur, Rashi brings down over there, that was Hashem was a peace to the Yidden. And then Hashem tells him, Ersht, at that point, to go ahead and build the Mishkan, because the Mishkan was an atonement for the eagle. So after Yom Kippur, when Hashem says, Solachti Kidvarecha on Yom Kippur, that is when Hashem tells him to go ahead and build the Mishkan, and the next day they start the gifts of the Mishkan. So, um, the um, the uh, the whole parsha over here, of Adam Hashem al Moshe, is sort of out of place. Um, it's sort of out of place. And Rashi brings the rule, we learned already with regards to Parshish Yisrael, um, that the, uh, when it says there, Vahimi Mokhras, over there it means Mokhras Yema Kippurim. So here too, this is totally out of place over here. It also almost seems, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't there uh, for the Bnei Yisrael, for the whole period, starting from when they went up to the mountain, uh, till uh, till later on, there was no point 
uh, till Yom Kippur. He was basically the whole time on the mountain. He just came down briefly uh, for after the to, to break the luchas and then to plead with Hashem and then to go up again and get the second luchas. So it looks like from Rashi over here clearly. I mean later on that it all took place after. Uh, it all took place uh, after Yom Kippur is when Hashem told him. So basically, Vaydav Hashem Moshe Lamer was also uh, uh, right after Hashem forgave him. Um, Rashi doesn't say it over here because maybe it's not important right now over here. We have to know later on because right now we don't know yet about the Egil. We don't know yet about that there's going to be a uh, um, uh, an atonement for that, so maybe we don't. We Rashi hasn't doesn't find the need to tell it to us over here because right now, if you're going to learn that it was after on the mountain that it took place together, that's fine. So be it. I mean, it's not important to Rashi to change it over here. Anyways, let's go on. So what does the Shem say? Pasuk base. Daber el bnei Yisrael. Talk to the sons of Israel. V'yichuli truma. They should take for me a separation. Separate from there. From every person whose heart is uh, benevolent, inspires, wants to give, is charitable, you shall take my uh, separation. In other words, people should separate something from their property, what they own, to separate it and to raise it to Hashem. You know, you give something away from yours and you give it to Hashem. No force, no uh, amount. In the, in the simple pasuk over here, it's just take whatever they feel like giving. Whatever the heart feels like giving, take my truma. What does it mean? It doesn't say stam truma. These three trumas teach us that we give three That's a hint. Yeah, that's a hint for the, from the truma. No, the, not just for Purim, but that was actually three. Today we also give, corresponding to that, we give three machtis a shekel. But there is three times truma in these psukim, which represent three different trumas. But in the pasik itself, the pasik in the pshat and the pasik, the pasik isn't talking about three different trumas. The, the pasik is talking about one and the same truma over here. We'll see soon. Rashi is going to explain in, the, in, in one Rashi exactly what it is. But right now, in the pasik it says, Kolashi Yidvan means... It means that whoever's heart wants to, benevolent, you should take the truma. Ve'yichli truma, Zakhtarashi, li means lishmi. Why? You should say, ve'yichli truma, take a truma. Hashem says, when you take it, you should take it to Hashem's name. Uh, in other words, it should be dedicated. When you take it, Zakhtarashi, it should be dedicated that you're taking it for the purpose of building a sanctuary, for building something for Hashem. You're taking it for Hashem. What is the meaning of truma? Rakhlashi, truma means a hafrosha, a separation. They should separate from their money a nedava, a gift. In other words, something to gift Hashem from their, uh, from what they own. Yidvenu libay, what does it mean? His heart will be benevolent, mean feel good, like loshin nedava, giving. It's an expression of nedava. Which is, it's a good will, a person has a good feeling. Matana, uh, a gift. So anybody whose heart is gifted, you know, feels good to give a gift, you should tikhu es trumasi. So you shall take my trum. Amr Rashi says, our teachers, our masters tell us that sholish trumis amur is kan. 
There are three trumas that are said over here. Because the Pasik says, It says again, And the Pasik Gimel is the third, third time where it starts off with the Zaysa Truma. So there's three trumas that are said over here. Achas, number one, is Trumas Beka Lagulgailus. One of them is the Truma, which was one Beka. A Beka is a half a shekel. Okay, so it's a Beka. Was a one Truma, they said, represents a Beka Lagulgailus. Shenasu Mehem HaAdonim. From them, the Adonim, the sockets that were the beams in the Mishka went into, they were made from that Beka Lagulgailus. Uh, like it's explained in the Parsha later on in how the number of the silver that the Yidden gave for each person that they gave a how it transferred into the total amount that they used for the uh, for the sockets and then another one was Trumas HaMizbeach uh, was the Truma for the Mizbeach which was also a Bekala Gulgoilus. You gave a special call, it's called a gift for the Mizbeach, because that was brought a Bekka for each head, Lukupis, that was given into the into the Kupa, into the into the Pushka, into the into the fund. Liknois Mehem Korbonis Tibur. So you can buy from them these communal sacrifices. The Achas and one of them was Trumasa Mishkon, was the gift for the Mishkon, Nidvas Kolechod Vechod, that was everybody gave. Okay, the 13 uh, matters that were, are said in the subject. The 13 things that are said in the past, they were all necessary for the job, for the construction of the Mishkan, or for the garments of the Kahuna. When you look into it, you'll see how all of them were used either for the construction, construction of the Mishkan or for the Big Dekahuna. Now, Rashi says, Omr Rabbi Seinu, meaning Rabbi Seinu said that in the Pashtip Shat and the Pasik is the Trumas, the three Trumas are really talking about the same Truma, there's just an extra word Truma. They just learn out from the extra word Truma. The Rebbe brings down in the Tzicha that you're talking about, he brings down that the Pasi Gimel Vizoyis HaTruma is talking about uh, because it says that's talking about the Truma Samishkan. The one that is talking about Asherit Venul Libu Tikhu Trumasi that's talking about the for Korbonus HaMizbeach for Truma Samizbeach and that's connected with the Lev because the Korbonus is the Lev Tfilab Mokum Korbonus Tikhu that's the Lev the first pasuk, the truma, the first one when they take the truma, that's talking about uh, the truma for the um, for the back for the for the adonim. And the Rebbe points out that the that where does it say the li dafke by the adonim? So why by the adonim? The adonim is the foundation of the mishkan. And the Rebbe points out over there also that lechayre for the structure of the mishkan we find two separate gifts. We have one which was give whatever they wanted, that was the rest of the Mishkan, but precisely for the Adonim, over there, it was like separate, just for the Adonim, that they gave a Bekalagogos, a shekel, for each one. So why the rest of the Mishkan, they were building, everybody gave whatever they wanted, but for the Adonim, for the sockets, for the foundation of the Mishkan, everybody had to give only a half a, a, half a shekel. Why was it made different, and why only a half why only a Bekka versus everybody gave the same versus over there which everybody gave the whole thing 
the Adonim seem to be like part of the structure of the Mishkan, they should be together. Why would we even need something separate over there? But the Rebbe explains in Avodah that the Adonim represent the basis, the foundation. The foundation of, of, of one's service, the Adonim of one's service, is Bittl and Kabbalah soil, is accepting Hashem's yoke, is being subjugated to Hashem, and having that general feeling of acceptance of Kabbalah soil, Malchus Shemaim, accepting the yoke of heaven. And therefore, in that level, all everybody is equal. doesn't matter, because the Adonim need to be made out of that, the foundation, and everybody has to have the same bitl. It doesn't matter how great you are. You still need that level of bitl. But then we go to the second step. One cannot just remain with the level of bitl, because the Torah wants us to utilize all of our koiches, all of our ability, our talents. If we are we're able to do uh, more, we shouldn't just remain on the level of the Adonim. We don't build a structure just from the foundation. After the foundation, we build, we have the Kroshim, the, the beams of the Mishkan. The beams of the Mishkan were what? They were ten Amis high, each one. Ten Amis represents the ten powers that we each all, all have, the three intellects and the seven emotions that we have within ourselves. So the Torah tells us that on top of the Adonim, we must utilize our abilities, our emotions, and our intellect. But that's different by every person. You can't say that every person has to give the same. A person who is very smart, is very talented, needs to learn more, needs to, one who is rich, needs to give more money, more tzedakah, one who can daven more, one who has more of understanding of Hashem, needs to meditate more in his prayers, and one who has less can give less. So that's why over there is, in the, structure, in the general structure of the Mishkan, is called Hashid Ven There each one gives whatever they can. But when it talks about the Adonim, we need a separate, that, we need a separate gift for that, that is what each one does exactly the same. And that's why it also is the Yikhuli, the Li, where do you take the highest level of Hashem, is not through the Koychas HaGeluyim, not through the revealed powers, not through the actual Ten Amis of the Mishkan, but it's actually Yikhuli, you take it, is through the Truma, through the Adonim, through the Kabbalah soil, that's where you take the Pshitas Ha'atzmas, you take this essence of Hashem, you take it Adonim. Anyways, but, uh, but when Rashi says, I believe, Om Rabbi Seinu, Rashi is basically saying, that this is not the pshat of the pasuk. This is Rabbi Seinu say because in the pshat of the pasuk, he isn't talking here about three different trumas. He's talking about the same truma. Because the pasuk says, "Meis kolisha shiidvenu liboy," from every house whose, whose heart is benevolent, tikhas trumas. You should take my truma. Pasuk gimel. The pasuk goes on to say now, "Vezoi satruma ashetikhume itam," and this is the separation that you should take from them. Zov v'chesef unachoshev gold. Silver and copper. See, the hidden orange is going to bring, everybody's going to bring their towels or their other things to go and sell. It doesn't look like Basin was just making a collection and then they're going to go and put it on eBay or something and try to sell it and get, and get the stuff, uh, get the money for it. But they had to bring lechatchila, they had to bring specific types, specific items. They didn't use, they didn't take them and exchange them for something else, but they actually used them themselves. He told them what they need to bring. They should bring Zohar, V'chesef v'nechoshes, gold, silver, and copper. Dr. Rashi, Zohar, V'chesef v'nechoshes, Dr. Rashi, Kulam bo'u b'nedova. These all came as an edova, as a gift. Ish, ish, mashinad v'libay. Each person, what his heart was benevolent. Koyashi itvenu libay. Chutz minah kesef. It says, besides the silver. When you talk about the silver, 
that is Shabbat B'Shove Machzis HaShekel L'Chol Echad that came equal Machzis HaShekel for each one but who says who says that they didn't bring also maybe in addition to the Chesef that they had to bring to the Machzis HaShekel they had to also bring Chesef they could bring other silver for the other stuff so Rashi is, 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 it needs to explain over here it says here they brought Zov, Chesef and Chesef so what do they do with the Chesef? So Rashi is saying the only thing that they did with the Chesef was the Machzah Shekel that they brought. That's not the regular Nidven Libra which everything else is included. Because Rashi brings a Raya. Because we don't find in the entire job of the Mishkan that they needed any more silver. Because it says in the Pasuk The Pasuk says The Pasuk says the silver that the community was counted, they counted the community with the silver, because each one counted, they, by the amount of silver they counted them. Which was the half a shekel, which was the Bekel Agulgoilus. Um, so that, so that, that the Torah describes how they made from it the Adonim, it says over there. Then it says, Ushar HaKesef HaBoshom Benedovo, and then it says the other silver that came there uh, from the gift. It says osuhole They made it into uh, service utensils. Okay, so over there we see that, and that's all part of that amount. The the the, the, the pasuk accounts for each one of these, uh, for each of the sh- half a shekels, for each bekel of and the Torah amounts what the re- what they did with the rest. What they did with the rest uh, of the of the Torah accounts. So what do we see from there? That they didn't bring any other kesef because there's no other accounting from the kesef. There's the only kesef that is accounted for. So it means when Moshe Rabbeinu is saying that this kesef wasn't just arbitrarily how much they want. That wasn't like that. That was given specifically for each person had to give a machza shekel. Now, over there in the Pasik, the Pasik gives an accounting um, of the uh, Kesev that came from the Bekalagul Goilus. And the Pasik gives over there, it says, that was extra. So they said they, said they made Vavim La Amudim. Those were the hooks for the Amudim. Vitsipa um, Roshayem. Um, and also he covered the tops of the Amudim with the silver. And uh, uh, it all was made with Kesev. But I don't know where Rashi says, Asul Kleishores. That's not Kleishores. The Shara Kesev that, comes, that came over there by a gift, they used it for the Vavim. That's, called, that's not called Kleishores. Those are the hooks. And those are the... Um, um, and and the and, and the coverings he uh, the covered it with silver, and because Rashi saying these are all that's the all uh, that's all what it, what it was done. Um, there was no more Rashi said there was no more kesef needed than what the people brought, and uh, and that that and that was it. So this 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 is not what the uh, kesef means there. But I don't understand what Rashi says the clay shores when the pasuk over there is not doing the clay shores. I got to look this up. Pasuk dalat. Uschelis, Vargomon, and blue, and and purple, 
uh, that's blue and purple, that's wool, that has been dyed with these kind of of colors. So Tcheles is a kind of a blue uh, a blue uh, kind of a you know it, it was dyed with with the blood of a chilozin. There was a kind of an animal which has like a blue kind of a color. So that's called chelus. That's a special color coloring that was made with the dyed wool. And then you had argomon. That's a purple kind of wool. Uh, uh, that doesn't say exactly where they got that color from, but that's a purple color. Then they had viselas uh, shoni. That's uh, Called they 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 translated it as crimson wool. It's a kind of a of a, of a wool. Uh, crimson is a color. You know, it's a, uh, uh, and and vishesh shesh is is linen. Uh, you know what linen is linen comes it's got flax that grows from the from a plant. The uh, izim and goats. What does it mean goats? We see in Rashi. Rashi that is semer It was a Wool that was colored with the blood of the chilozin. That's the a kind of a uh, of an animal which has a blue color. Vitziva yorik, and the uh, color is blue. Yorik sometimes means green, but in the Chumash it means green. It's a green, a blue, blue green. It's called it's blue. The argomon zoktrashi. Argomon was a tzemer tzavua. It's a colored. A wool mimin tseva from a type of a of a dye sheshmoy argomen, which is named argomen. That's a purple kind of a dye. I guess the the those were uh, people had those kinds of wools prepared. You know those type, those kinds of wool because they're asking already for pieces of wool, and those wools were it's not like the the uh, the fabric itself before, but they 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 gave. Uh, they had died already. It was already died. They had the tchelas died. They had gomen died, and they had the talas shoni, the uh, crimson, the crimson wool. V'sheish the klashi upishton that is uh, linen, uh, it's flax. V'izim, what means izim? And the klashi noitzer shel izim. That's the hair of the goats, not the goats himself. Lekach tirgam unkulus. That's why the unkulus translates it umeizim, not the izim, but from the izim, the shearings of the izim. Habo. Min ha'izim, but it comes from the goats. But v'lo izim atzma. We're not talking about the goats themselves. Shetargum shel izim. The translation of izim would be izayah goats. Uh, but here it says ume ize, meaning it's from the goats. Posing hey, the oirays elim me'adamim, and the skins uh, from the rams that me'adamim that were dyed red. The oirays techoshim and skins of the techoshim. Uh, that's a kind of an animal, also, as Rashi is going to say. Vaatzi shitim and acacia wood, kind of a wood for the uh, mishka. Zoktrashi maodomim, zoktrashi tzvuyos hoyu odim. They were painted. They were colored red. Laachar ibudom. After you uh, being. Uh, tans, you know, you take them in a tannery, you work out the skin, make it into uh, uh, a leather, and then you uh, paint it or you dye it with red. So it's Iris Elim Ma'adamim. So they were very particular what they were looking for the people. They were looking these kinds of Iris, not just skins, not just Iris, but Ma'adamim. They were red. Uh, it almost seems like let them bring, you know, 
clean stuff that hasn't done, or clear wall. No, they brought already everything painted as is. Ve'oris t'chashim, and the and the skin of of the t'chashim. So t'chashi, what are the t'chashim? The t'chashi min chaya. That's a type of an animal. Ve'loy hoisa elalishah. That was only temporarily there. It was there for only for that time. It had many colors. It was a very colorful kind of a of an animal. That's why the Unculus uh, translates Tchoshim as Sasgoina. Uh, what means Sasgoina Shesos Umispayr Begabnin Shaloi. It boasts and it uh, uh, the word Samach Samach is like the Shin Sin Sinch. That it sort of boasts and it praises itself with its colors, very colorful. And also they had this cedar word. So the other things we know where they got them from. Because they had animals with them, we know. And we had. Uh, um, uh, by the way, when we talk about the mana, about everything else, it doesn't talk there about uh, what they did, how they feed their animals. Did the animals eat the mana too? Or for the animals, they would shecht other animals and give for them meat. Or what about those grazing animals? What did they eat? The grazing animals. What did they eat? How did they? How did they survive? It doesn't say before. Uh, so the question is, Rashi. When Rashi talks about the quail that the Jews were asking for, the birds. Now, by the way, also it doesn't say the pasuk there. By the moment it says it came every day. So while they were in the desert, did the Jews get the quails on a regular basis? The, those were the Rashi says that, that it Baker Yedav Erev came Ha'ayit no um, the Slav that the Pesach talks about uh, but one of the reasons that, that the Slav came at Chasamachne to cover the camp one of the things that Rashi says over there was that they didn't ask it properly because they should have uh, they should have they had enough but it doesn't explain over here what took place you know, the animals, did they, did they feed the other animals with other animals? I mean, those were animals that, you know, but the domesticated animals don't eat animals. You know, they eat, they have to graze. But in the desert, did they eat from the mana also? Um, but Rashi doesn't ask where did the other animals come from, because we knew that they didn't have with themselves a lot of animals over there in, in the desert, right? And they had the donkeys we said they took with them. Uh, they, each one had the donkeys laden, you know, Rashi quoted from the, uh, from the Biza Sayyam. And we also had, uh, you know, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, we learned. But so, so therefore it's not a question. But Rashi asked, Where do they have the acacia wood in the desert? So Rashi, Pirish, Rabbi Tanachum, Rabbi Tanachum explains that Yaakov Avinu Tzopa Baruch HaKodesh, Yaakov Avinu was able to see with the Ruch HaKodesh, Shasidun Yisroel Livnes Mishkan Bamidbar, that the Jews are destined to build a Mishkan in the desert. Ve'eva Rosna Mitzrayim, and he brought the city to Mitzrayim, but not him. Hello? Who's the guy going? Tell him the minion. Who's that? Who's that? He instructed his son to take it with them when they went out of Egypt. Rashi, earlier in Parshish B'Shalach, uh, on Pasuk Chofalov uh, in Perik Tazayin, with regards to the Mon, it says over there, "V'cham Hashem Ashvinomis." So, Rashi, "Anishar b'soder no muach v'nasin necholim." 
what was left in the field uh, dissolved and it became into like uh, like streams. Now the Eilim uh, Tzvayim deers and rams would drink from it. And they would taste in them the taste of man. They would know the praise of Yid. So who are the Eilim Tzvayim? Uh, I mean, where would the Eilim Tzvayim hang around in the desert over there? Presumably the Nechalim went very, very far. Uh, they did not uh, become dissolved, but the uh, when the sun shined, uh, the um, the uh, uh, the dew uh, that fell in the desert uh, and the dakakfer uh, and it was the, the, the icicle, whatever the the um, man was, and it dissolved. Dakakfer uh, said it dissolved. Um, and then maybe the streams went very, very far to the Eilim uh, Now, if it went so far, presumably uh, it could have gone closer to the um, to the animals of the Jews themselves, and uh, maybe that is what they were eating uh, and drinking. Uh, maybe they were drinking from that, from the dissolving of the uh, of the of the man. It's a kavachimer if the elim mitzvayim for doing shalom, they can do that too. The reason I'm bringing it down over here because Rashi is asking kashim ayin hoylem b'midbar. So atishitim is mashma that the other things is not a problem. So I was just getting to wonder how did the other things survive? As far as the man goes, it says there was oimer lagulgoylus. There's nothing else more. So they couldn't they couldn't have collected the oimer also for the animals. There's no mention of that, and there's only Torah says specifically it was an oimer lagulgoylus, and for each one of the household and it doesn't say anything about the animals. There's no provisions. There's no uh, thing about the animals here also. Um, Drinking generally could have been the Be'er Shalbayim. That's not limited. We don't find that the Be'er Shalbayim was limited. Uh, also, as I uh, mentioned already, I'm not sure about the Slav Bechlal. There is no, it just says one time, But Rashi doesn't say anywhere um, whether this was a, I don't remember Rashi saying whether it was a one time thing. Uh, if the Yidin needed Slav, uh, and the gave to them, says, uh, uh, it seems like equating was it a one-time thing? Uh, did it come every day? Go weiter. Shemen, they needed oil, for lighting, and they needed spices, um, and the spices that they used was the Shemen HaMishcha for the anointing oil, uh, as we're going to learn, for the, there was anointing oil that used besamim, beliktoides hasamim, and for the incense, uh, they need the shaman for that, the shaman and the besamim for the shaman hamishcha, and I guess the the um, the pasuk says shaman lamoir, as Rashi says, shaman lamoir, shaman zayis lahalois neir tamid. The pure, the olive oil, pure olive oil was to bring up neir tamid. And then you also had the Besom of the Um But if it's Shemana Mishcha, it needed oil too. Somehow we're excluding. We're saying Shemen was Lamoir. That was only the Shemana Mishcha. 
בסומים נשאר למשכון, זה רש"י סרס שנעשה למשוך למשכון והמשכון. It was made, the Shemana Mishkan was made to anoint the vessel of the Mishkan and the Mishkan itself, to sanctify it. And this Bissomim was put into the Shemana Mishkan. They needed Bissomim, as explained in Kisisa, Shemois Lamed, Pasuk Chav Gimel Chav Hei, that they used the Shemana Mishkan, the Bissomim, for the anointing oil, to anoint the Kleya Mishkan in the Mikdash. Um, but they also needed shaman for that. Uh, so, why uh, the shaman was Lamoir and only Besom the Shaman Amishcha? Why would the Pasuk not say that the shaman also should say shaman Lamoir or shaman Ubsomin the Shaman Amishcha? What kind of shaman was it? Uh, it was also uh, um, uh, shaman Zais. The Pasuk over there in the construction, the making up of the Shemana Mishcha talks Shemana Zayishin. And uh, the Rashi brings down whether they they cooked the the um, the spices in there and or uh, uh, whether it's enough for uh, cooking. The Rabbi Huda says it's not sufficient to that and uh, just pour a little oil. But nevertheless, there was definitely a need of a shemen zayis hin. Uh, maybe because it was only Yudbe's looking so little, it uh, wasn't even necessary, it was included. It didn't have to say, it just talks about the besom of the shemen because the besomin was so much more than the she, the oil. The oil was only a hin, uh, that the Torah doesn't bother mentioning that. The shemen lamoir they needed for every night, they needed a large quantity of oil to light the menorah on a regular basis. But there was one time a Shemana Mishcha, maybe the Besomim was a lot more, uh, needed a larger quantity. Um, and there was the various different kinds of Besomim, so that's why the Pasuk mentions them separately, Besomim the Shemana Mishcha. And also, the Lictorius of Samins of Rashi, the incense uh, of the spices, they would burn uh, every evening and every morning. Commission of Furish Bavata Tetzave, as explained in Ata Tetzave in later on in Perik Lamed, Pasuk Zayin, Mches. So that's what they used also the 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 psalmim that they collected. Veloshen Ketoyres, and the language of Ketoyres means Halos Kitur, as the rising of smoke, the Timres Oshon and columns of smoke. Uh, raising of smoke and, and, and the columns of smoke, that's ketoides, uh, uh, that comes from the samim. Uh, when you burn the incense, the smoke comes forth, that's the, called the ketoides of samim. Pasik Zayim. Avnei Shoham. These are the Shoham stones. Uh, uh, there are special stones called Shoham stones. The Avnei Miluim. And the filling stones, uh, uh, they filled, those are called filling stones, uh, there are different uh, kinds of stones. Uh, and and that was done for the ephod, uh, the apron, and uh, and for the choshen, for the breastplate. Dr. Ashi, Avne Shoham, the Shoham stones, what were they? Dr. Ashi, Shtayim Hutzruchu Shom, there, uh, in the Mishkan, they needed two Shoham stones, 
for the apron. which is said in the section of Atat base. Then you had the Avnei Miluim, the filling stones. Zokdrashi al shame sheoisim lahem bezohov Moishav because um, uh, they make for them since they make for them a seat uh, uh, out of gold, uh, a seat for these stones. They make it a seat, a place to put them in kimin guma. They put it like a hole. And the stone is placed inside the hole to fill the hole. That's what they're called filling stones. They fill the holes. And the place of the seat where you put it on is It's called a It's called a setting. Uh, the hole where they put it in. It's the setting for the uh, for the uh, for the stone to place in there. So uh, that, that was la'efed v'la'choshen. Rashi, it's not that the shoyim and the avnei meluim were both for the efed v'la'choshen. The avnei hashoyam was la'efed, and the avnei meluim l'choshen. That was after the choshen. Choshen v'efed before Rashi went to the tzavah. The choshen v'efed are explained in after the tzavah. V'heim minei tachshit. They are types of ornaments uh, that were worn by the kahanim. The Choshen and the and the Eifet, the, by the um, by the Kohen Gadol. In Pash Zatet Tzave, in uh, when it describes more in detail the Choshen, he talks about that in the Choshen there were uh, four rows of stones, and each row had three stones in them, and they were the particular stones that they used. The Oytopidim of Rekes in the first line, the Neufich Sapir in the second line, and the third line had Lashem Shavar and Achloma, and the fourth one had Tashi Shoyim and Yoshvei, those different kinds of stones. Um, Rashi does tells you the number of the Shoham stones, that Shtayim Husrachusham. Rashi doesn't explain to you here that Avni Miluim, that 12 uh, uh, were needed. He just says. Uh, uh, why did Rashi bother to explain Avni Shoyam that there was two necessary over there? Um, go by the Posiches. And they shall make me a, a sanctuary and I will dwell in their midst. So after the Posik says the, all the different gifts that they will uh, bring, so Hashem says they will make a sanctuary. And I will dwell in their midst. And as I said before, this came a response, according to Rashi, to the CSA Eagle. Uh, Hashem says that make me a sanctuary, tell all these gifts, so make me a sanctuary so I will dwell in their midst. And they shall make it uh, my name. Uh, they should make it for my name, Beis Kedusha, a house of sanctity. Uh, Rashi touched already before the pasuk when it says Vyikhuli, that Li should mean Lishmi. Over here Rashi says Vosuli, they should make for me. So Rashi means also means Lishmi. And Beshachanti Besoicham, I will dwell amongst them. So Besoicham, 
means amongst the Jewish people because Hashem is dwelling in the Mishkan. He's going to be dwelling amongst the Mishkan. And um, the very famous Chazal, which is always mentioned that the Soichoi Loi Nemar doesn't say Hashem will dwell in the Mishkan, but Hashem will dwell amongst them because there's a Mishkan in every Jew. But the, in the portion, the Taich of Ashanti B'Sericham is through the Hashem's dwelling in the in the Mishkan, he will be dwelling amongst them. Posiktas. According to all that I show you. Uh, like Hashem says, I show you. Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu. The pattern of the Mishkan. And the pattern of all the vessels. Uh, so like I show you here so you shall do uh, we'll see in Rashi what it means just like I show you all here the uh, form the pattern, the way the Mishkan looks this verse is connected to the pre-verse above and make me a Migdosh as all that I'm showing you. Um, and then I'll dress, I'll rest amongst you. So Mishkan shouldn't be made in Because without connecting to the previous Posik, it doesn't have an opening or end. All like all I show you what? Make me a Migdash like I show you. That's the Hemshech to the previous Possek. Where did Hashem show it to him? This was the Chayru when Meshach was on the Har. But we already quoted from Rashi before that this was done after Hashem told Musalach Tikit Varechem. That was on Yom Kippur. So that Tziva Mishkan came afterwards. So when Hashem is saying, so that was talking about that, that particular time. Um, so since it already says, so it's already says, what is it? So it should do for, for generations. For the future generations. If one of these vessels, the following vessels are made, will get lost or when you make me vessels for the eternal home which means in the base of Mikdosh like for example Shulchanos when you have to make the Shulchan the Menoros or the Menoros the Kiyotos and the wash basins I don't know where Rashi mentions here the Mechonos Mechonos were the uh, was described over there in in, in Talanach, and uh, the Kiyotis used to sit on these mechaynos, and the mechaynos had had galgalim, and the uh, the wheels, if fanim, they called them, and then they had the misgeres, they had the walls around them. Those were different, uh, and the Kiyotis, there were ten Kiyotis that were built on these ten mechaynos. Uh, those Kiyotis were served for. Basically, for the oil, for the washing, uh, I don't know what the patriarch of Shlomo says. Kitab nison elu tasu. They should be according to the pattern of these. Um, 
as uh, Hashem will describe in the following verses. I don't know what the what verses do we have the Mechayinus, and those Kiyoris are not the same Kiyor that we learn later on. Uh, maybe those Kiyoris that get in the Mechayinus still needed to have some of the basic uh, patterns of the Kiyor over here. Got to look into this further. No, it says the Kiyoris and the Mechayinus. Shalosu Shleimah. So you should make them like this image, like we're going to say further, further on. Had the verse not been connected to the previous verse, like Rashi shouldn't have said because Rashi is saying, maybe the Pshat is not Lidoris. Maybe we should say, But what is the Vichain Tasu? So then he would be talking about the making of the oil moid and its kalim. So since it says Vichain Tasu, meaning that this general pattern that was done over here should be kept over there also in the future in the Beis Lamim, or when you replace them. So now we're going to start learning the specific uh, kalim. Pasukiyot. Ve'osu arin atzei shitim. They shall make an ark of acacia wood. Amasayim v'chetzi orkoi ve'amav v'chetzi rochboi. Two and a half is the length. And an af and an ama and a half is the width. Whatever is becomes the longer part becomes the length and the shorter part becomes the width. Because the length and the width. So it's a long a uh, two and a half amas, and the width is an amma and a half. Amma v'chetzi kamosi, and it's an amma and a half is its height. But also arin zekrashi kimin arin is shayisim b'leidah glaim. This is like the boxes or chests that you make without legs. So it's just a a chest by itself. Asuin kimin argas, they're made like a uh, a box. Shekoyin ishkirin belaz. Uh, they called Ishkirin Yoshev al Shul Argas. Yoshev al Shul sits on its bottom. So, since the height, uh, so the way it was sitting, it was sitting on the um, on the arm of a on a length and a arm of a width and two and a half foot, that it was sitting on it because we call that the height. So, that means that the <coughs> it was sitting in that direction. So, that an arm and a half. Uh, width and two and a half amas length were sitting on the on the on the on the bottom on the, on the was the shulov that was sitting on the bottom. and you shall overlay it this box zov toir with pure gold. from inside and from outside you should overlay it you should cover it from inside and outside. Vosisa olov and you shall make upon it a zayr zov a golden crown. A gold crown all around the uh, the orin. So Rashi, mebayis and mechutz tizapeno. You should over from inside and the outside. You should place with gold. So Rashi, the way it was done is shloisha arinus also betzalel. Arin betzalel, who is the we're going to learn later on. Rashi just brings him in over here. This betzalel, but we have him later on. Uh, Rashi doesn't give an introduction who betzalel was, but we learn later on that betzalel is the one that constructed the, the mishkan and the kalim. So he is the, the main architect. So it says that the three boxes that Betzalel made, Shtayim Shel Zohov, two of them were made out of gold. Ve'echot Shel and one is made out of wood. 
of the acacia wood, uh, the atzi shittim that we talked about before in the pasuk. And each of these boxes had uh, four uh, walls um, and a uh, and a bottom, uh, bottom and four walls. They were open on the top, um, sort of a turned over ches, a ches sitting on its uh, on its uh, flat flat head. Oh, turned over, turned over. Nosen shall eats betoich shall zohav. You put the wooden one inside of the golden one. Vishalzov betechshalates, and then the golden one inside the wood. So v'chafas fasehel yoyna. So the lip, the upper lip uh, of the of the uh, wooden uh, box, the middle box, he covered that bezov uh, with gold also. So the um, the inner one and the outer one, they came up to the top, to the edge of the um, of the wooden box, and then the wooden box, the lip, the top of the uh, box, he covered with gold. So it turns out that from the inside and from the outside, he was covered. Uh, now Rashi adds here that um, the lip also. And Rashi has the word nimtzah metzupim b'ayisim b'chutz. L'chayre, for being metzupim b'ayisim b'chutz, you don't need a chopah svasal yeyna v'zov. If you didn't chopah svasal yeyna v'zov, it would still be m'ayisim b'chutz, titzapenu, from the inside and the outside. We're not talking about the thickness. Uh, we don't know exactly what was the thickness of the uh, of the wall. Uh, we know uh, from from edge to edge, I'm assuming from the outer edge to the outer edge, uh, it was two and a half and one and a half. Uh, that was the inside box, not including the tzipu. The tzipu added a little bit to it. And the inside added a little bit, and the outside added a little bit to it. But uh, the box itself, the Arden the Torah says, that's from assuming that the two and a half to two and a half is not the inside area, that's the outside area. Uh, the thickness of the wall, including the thickness of the box, Again, I don't know what the thickness of the box, what it was, uh, but whatever it was, Rashi says that that was covered with gold. Uh, but Rashi writes after conceivably, he would be mekayim the pasuk if without covering the top. There is no specific thing the top. Rashi is almost emphasizing. And he covered the upper lid with gold. Then from the inside and from the outside. The top kanira uh, is also maybe called from the inside. Uh, it's hard to say from the outside, but maybe that goes on the inside. That is called the whole mibais. The entire mibais means from the inside, from the entire inside up till over the 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 lip over the top of the of the of the wood. Then it says you make a zeir zohov, you make a golden crown. Zokrashi kimin keser makiv loy soviv, that you had like a sort of a crown surrounding it, lemaylo misvosov above its uh, above its rim. Rashi explains how this was done. Uh, above its uh, rim and above above its edge, which was covered with the uh, gold, he made a crown. Also, he made the 
outer box, the, the golden outer box, higher than the inside, to the extent that it went up to the height which was above, uh, opposite the thickness of the kapiris. Later on we're going to learn about the kapiris that went as a cover, as a lid on the orin. So the outer golden cover went as was high enough so that the thickness of the kapiris, when it was sitting on the box, on the chipui, of the, uh, on the wooden box, uh, which was mechupa with zov, that lip, the outside uh, wall of the golden box was sitting opposite just the thickness of the kapiris. And also a drop above the thickness of the kapiris. And when the kapiris was lying on the thickness of the wall, lying on the thickness of the walls, now thickness of the walls, talking about the wooden one and the inner golden walls, because they were exactly the same height. So this zayr, this crown, goes up beyond the whole thickness of the kapiris, a drop above the simon That's a sign for a symbol for the crown of Torah. Um, so the question is here. So the zayr zohov was actually. Uh, um, Rashi says the Zerzov was actually something different than the box, or it was just part of the box, and it became like a Zerzov. Uh, was it? A, it was a special shape. That area was like a special shape. Um, when it says that was the special zair that was put on it. It wasn't just that the outer wall was just raised a little bit above and that became the zair. Because it would be hard to explain the words Vasisa Olov Zer Zov Soviv. You should make a Zer Zov. Otherwise it turns out that just there was a little bit extra which is like a zair. And then the zair is like a a particular kind of design, a design of a zair, a, a crown, a design of a crown. So Lechaira, that was just placed on the outside wall and then it says that it was higher uh, than the Eva Kapoiris, uh, and that little zair was sitting there on top of the outer golden um, uh, box. Okay. Again, not 100% clear here, but it seems like that. Pasukit base, v'yotzak toloi, and you shall uh, cast out uh, f- uh, for the Oren, arbat zov, uh, four golden hooks. Um, um, you create the, you 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 make four hooks or four rings, uh, f- uh, four rings, and you take the four rings. You know you have separate four rings that you form. You tuck the law. You means you form out. Uh, you're casting out. You know rings. Uh, and you place them on the four. Uh, corners uh, of the Oren. Uh I guess how do you place them? They probably, you know, like with gold, they take uh, they take the gold. This this gold was connected to the outer the to the outer golden box that uh, was in the outside. 
and they welded it together. Uh, they um, they melted it down together so that the taboys, the ring, should stick to the um, to the golden outer box. So you have the four rings of gold. And you place it on the four corners. Ushte taboys al echos. Ushte taboys al So two rings on its one side, and two rings on its other side. So you have two rings on each side. We'll see soon in Rashi. Uh, now. and you shall cast so it's an expression of casting as the Targum Unkelos touches it so you put it on the four corners as the Targum says in its corners uh, now corners could mean the four corners in a square box you have four corners but within the corners itself on the four sides, which basically four, the four corners, uh, you can have it on the top and the bottom. So, and it was in the corners, they were attached to the upper corners, meaning by the top of the box. Uh, they were close by to the lid that was on top, the kapoiris, which was the lid, they were placed. Uh, Two on this side, and two on this side. Uh, so they were placed to the width of the Orin. So the two rings were placed on the width uh, of the Orin, which means that in between the two rings, uh, there were the width of the Orin, so that there was an arm and a half between each ring. So two on this side, an arm and a half between these two rings, and two on the other side, an arm and a half on the other side. And then you took those poles that you get, you place them inside them. The orkoi shall orring and the uh, length of the orring, then the two and a half amas, mafsik would be uh, interrupting Bainabadim between the two poles. So the two poles, in between the two poles there was two and a half, that was the length of the orring. Amasayim vechetzi ben bad lebad. There was two and a half amas between each pole. Sheyu shnei bnei adam, so that two people hanoisimus orin that would carry the ark, malchim benayim walking between. Um, so the people that were carrying were, were inside of between, in between the two poles, next to each other, and one was carrying it, one bad on his. Uh, uh, and the and, you know, two people meaning one on each side uh, in between the two people the uh, width of the Aaron was interrupted there was an ama, uh, an ama and a half or more maybe the, by the edge of the Badim but the, so that the two people that were carrying the Aaron one in the front and one in the back they would stand in between the two poles and uh, and they would carry them on the, the the poles would be they would carry them on their shoulders, one in the front, one in the back of it. And so it's explained in Menachos, the chapter Shteyalechem and Tzadik Chesem and Beis. So 
So it says, Ushte, first it says, Alarba Pamois, so and two Taboas on, on the Tzaliachas. So, Rashi, Heinein Arba Taboas, Shibdechil Zamikra, these are actually the same four Taboas that are in the beginning of the Pasuk. Upirish Lachaichinoye, just telling you where they were. Bavav Zu Yusayrehi. And this Vav is an extra Vav. Upisreina Kemoy, Shtei Taboas. And the interpretation is like two Taboas, not and two Taboas, two Taboas. And if you want, you're able to sort of uh, learn it it's like it's as following. And two of the four mentioned, and two of and, and two of the above mentioned four on the others on one side, and two of the above mentioned on the other side. I mean, if Rashi just here says so easily that the Vav can be done away with. I mean, Rashi answers in the end. I mean, Rashi just finished saying in the Pasuk test that we can't say that Kentasu, that it goes on the, because it also says, why do you say Vichentasu? Let's just say it's an extra Vav, you know, it was just saying here, it's an extra Vav, it's Vichentasu. But over there, not. I mean, over there, can it say over there, uh, uh, can we possibly say, like we say here, uh, because there was never a tzivu to do it, so that's why the v'chein doesn't make sense over there. No, just just uh, the similarity of the vav over here. Tziloi al tzaloi, tzaloi zektrashi tzidoi, that's the side. So two on the side. Posikid gimel, posiso badi atzi shitim, you shall make poles of acacia wood, v'tzipiso is mzov, and you shall overlay them with gold. Uh, cover them with gold. Now, before, by the order, Rashi says how you cover them with gold. It says with Tzipisa. He said he made boxes over there. Uh, so how did he do with the Moites? Did we make uh, uh, poles? I'm assuming that the poles are round, or do they have to be round? I don't know how they rounded it in those days. Uh, poles, poles can be square also. Uh, can you make, like, uh, boxes for them? You know, long golden things and put him in the box, and over there was inside and outside. That was the Chiddush. Maybe just to Tzipisoy Simzov, there's a way of doing that. Uh, uh, how you cover things with gold, uh, you know, in just, just in one shape. You don't need to, no special explanation for that. Just to cover a pole. Uh, Rashi says, Badi is moitu, is the pole to cover gold, that's no, that's a, a poshta thing. Posik Yudalet, you shall bring the poles into the rings. Al talis ha'orin, on the sides of the orin. Losses is Aram Bahem. The purpose is to carry the Aram with those poles. Tazvav, betabis Aram you abadim lo yasurim menu. The poles of the ark uh, uh, should always be uh, in these rings. Should never uh, remove from them. Lo yasurim menu the krashil oilom forever. Meaning, don't just put them in when you're carrying them and then take them out when you uh, place them in. But you have those, the, they go together with the ark. They stay together. They're always staying together. Together with the ark stay the poles. Now I'm assuming that these poles uh, moved inside the ring. You know, you can push them in and out. They won't sturdy in there in the rings. Um, in a way, since they, uh, the structure, since they were supposed to always be there, you almost wonder... Uh, why did they make it with rings and put in poles? Why did they not somehow connect it to the um, 
uh, to the actually, and with the command not to connect them directly to the actually Arun itself. Um, if the outer part of the Arun was uh, was gold, uh, perhaps it was difficult to uh, connect poles uh, directly wooden acacia or even acacia wood poles with uh, gold around it, uh, paste it uh, up uh, to the Arun. But the uh, the expertise that they showed in the making of the Arun was so unbelievable that they wouldn't have a problem attaching permanent um, permanent poles uh, to, from the golden uh, from the from the cover uh, cover uh, gold covered acacia wood poles to the uh, gold uh, outside of the of the ark. In any event, I'm trying to say there must be some sort of a lesson of a limud over here that you need the taboys and you need to put them in there. But still, you have to stay there all the time, even though that you can move them in and out. Just a thought. And you shall place into the ark the edus, the, the testimony, those are the luchas, as Rashi is saying. Uh, which I will give to you. Now, here we see this Lashon is an Lashon for the future. Hashem is saying to him, So apparently, this is talking about before the Eidus were given to him. So if like we said before, Rashi was saying this to that Rashi said that the tzivui for Malachas Hamishkan came after the Ebrister on Yom Kippur said Salachti Kitvarecho. Then we have to place the statement that while he was still on the mountain, before he actually gave him. The Eidus to bring down that Moshe Rabbeinu came down with the Luchas Shnias. Hashem is saying to him that the Nasata El Ha'orin, which I'm going to give him, he gave it shortly after the Eidus Shnias. This is not much before. If we're saying that this pasuk was said in the forty days that Moshe Rabbeinu was up on the mountain Lachatchila, then it's Pashat as Eidus that I'll give you later on, because as Moshe Rabbeinu descended, Abishta gave him the luchas. So, he, so that was, and Abishta told him before, but if we're saying that the tzivu comes later on, what is the meaning as Eidu Sashalatin Elecho? You should give it to the Aurin, Zokhtar Ashi, Kemoi Ba'orin, like uh, to the Aurin, in the Aurin. Give to the Aaron means you should put inside the Aaron. So inside the Aaron, the Luchas you placed inside the Aaron. What do you place inside the Aaron? Esa Edus. Edus is Hatoira. That is the Torah, Shehila Edus Beniu Benechem, which is a testimony to me and you. Shetzivisi Eschem. What does it testify? The Edus testified that I commanded you Mitzvah Subizba. So the Torah is a testimony uh, 
that's the book, that's the written, that testifies that there is a command from Hashem to us, because it's written there, it's there. That's why it's called an Eidus. The Torah is called an Eidus because it testifies B'ni B'neichem. But what is the Torah that it talks about over here? Rashi doesn't say B'ferish the Luchas. But um, uh, before, when uh, when the Eibishter says to Moshe Rabbeinu that he should go up to the mountain and he should, uh, 40, 40 days, at the end of Parshish, uh, end of Parshish Bishpatim, so Rashi brought down there from Sadia Goen, in the Pasuk it says, over there the Pasuk says, um, uh, in Pasuk it bays, in Perik of Dalles, the Etna Luchas, Luchis, Ho Evan, the Hatoid of Ha Mitzvah, and Rashi Taichus, Ashakosaftal Reisom, Rashi Taichus calls Sheish Mezu Shleshes Remitzvus, Bechlala Sedes Adibrisain, and it's all in the Luchas. So, Lechaira, when it says here, Rashi writes here about the Edus, about the Torah, in Lechaira it's the same with the Luchas Evan, the Hatoido, the Mitzvah, that's all included in the, in the, um, in the Haedus uh, over here. Uh, just like the uh, Torah in general, we say is an Eidus, the Luchas are doch an Eidus too. Um, I guess uh, where Absadio go and touches over there, it's not clear, it's a Sushvach Eidus, because in the Luchas you don't see um, clearly how they're connected, how they're Tluyan boy. It would be uh, not a, such a clear edus when we're trying to say there's the testimony of there. It mainly testifies in the things that are clear. The luchas clearly they state the the seres adibris that states uh, clearly, but somehow it seems that Rashi is trying to get away from just talking about the edus as the luchas. Rashi specifically says the Torah, uh, meaning more than just the luchas, maybe meaning more than just the seres adibris. And uh, saying that the Torah is an edus benu benechem, that's maybe represented by the uh, by the luchos. Parshas Truma, a few hours in the parsha of Truma, um, like to discuss over here. Um, so in pasuk uh, tezvav in perik chofhei. Uh, the Pesach uh, states that V'nasato el ha'orin Esa edus asheretein alecho You should place into the orin Torah talks about the construction of the orin Then it says that you should place in the orin You should place the edus The testimony that I will give to you Now, what is this edus? So Bepashtus, the edus is talking about the Luchas. Rashi over here uh, in Pasik Tazayan and Rashi, Rashi translate why is it called Edus. So Rashi says Edus, Rashi doesn't use the word Luchas, Rashi says Hatoira. That the Edus refers to the Torah. The Torah is a testimony So it almost seems the Torah doesn't say that the Torah isn't talking about uh, the Luchas. It's talking about the uh, a Torah that was placed inside of uh, the Aaron. Uh, they will give him the Torah. 
maybe it's talking about later on the sefetera that they placed in the oren, but and also um, in the next uh, few psukim when the Torah talks about the kapoidus and pasuk of aleph. Over there again, the pasuk says, "Ve'la'orin titen." Pasuk Chafalav, "Ve'la'orin titen." As a edus asheretin alecha, doesn't say titen as haluches asheretin alecha. It says as a edus asheretin alecha. So again, the edus it says there. And by the way, Rashi over there asks, "Lo yadaiti lama nichpal." Why does the Torah again talk about the edus duplication? So in other words, this is the same. Edus we talk about before. Sharekvar nema v'nasata elahodin as edus, and then uh, Rashi says v'yesh loymar shabol lelamid that is coming to teach us shabayda orin levadei beloi kapoidus that while it's just an orin uh, without a kapoidus, so yitin tchila edus l'toicha. So that first you have to uh, just in the orin without the kapodes you give the edus l'toicha and then you should place the kapodes on it. Uh, that means to say, I mean, of course, once the kapodes is on it, how's he going to put the luchas in it? But it means to say that uh, he shouldn't first put the lid and then take off the lid and then put in the luchas. But he should lechatchila put the luchas in before the lid is on. And uh, as the Ramban explains Rashi, he disagrees with Rashi. But the Ramban explains Rashi that from the pasuk, how do we see from the pasuk? Because since the pasuk, even though the pasuk starts off with vinosato es hakapoides al haorim ilmoila, and then it says velaorim titanesa edus. The El Ha'orin, according to Rashi, is mashma that the Orin itself, El Ha'orin, into the Orin, meaning while it's just an Orin without the comparative Titanus Eidus. That's the lotion of the Pasik. Uh, again, it was a little bit uh, schwer because the Pasik says, Befeder the Sadza Kapedus El Ha'orin Milmoila, and then in El Ha'orin Titan Es Ha'edus, Asheretin Elecha. From the Pasik would be Mashma Daradrabe, that first you put the Kapedus on the Ha'orin, and then El Ha'orin Titan Es Ha'edus after you first place the Kapedus, then you'll take off the Kapedus and you'll place the Ha'orin on it. But the way the Rebbe brings down in Chedil Chavov from the Ramban, I didn't see in the Ramban itself, it seems that he learns that the meaning of El Ha'orin means just the Ha'orin itself, Titan Esaidus. How do we learn this out? It's probably from the duplication. That says, Lomon Nichpal, Shvakar Nemo Nasata El Ha'orin Esaidus, Resorin Esaidus. So maybe that's, that's why we learn out. I mean, I think that you can also perhaps maybe say, that it's actually from the duplication. In other words, had the Torah only written it over here in the second time, then you would think that it's after you make the kapodis, that is, then you take it off, then you place the Oren. So the Nikpal, it's really from the first time, since and it says again, the beginning, so from that we know that you put it in first before you put the kapodis.
So this Pasik Take is talking about after uh, it would seem that it is a Kapoidus. But it's not this Pasik, it's from the Kfelus Apostik. But if this Pasik, maybe we wouldn't know uh, exactly because this is talking already about the uh, lid. If the Pasik just said before and it wouldn't say a second time uh, over here, it would have just said Venasate Laorin. We wouldn't know specifically that you put it in before you put the lid. We wouldn't know. Because even though it didn't talk about a lid and it said Venasata Elorin, but you wouldn't know that it is, maybe you need a lid. The lid is, becomes part of the Kaili. So once we learn the Kapoiris, then you would need to put Elorin. So it's the Kfeilis Haloshin that tells us, no, uh, that Venasata uh, Elorin is while it's just an orange. So it's maybe the first posse. In any event, uh, Rashi says that you put in the orange uh, before the kapoidus, and that will not have a duplicate lotion. And Rashi brings a raya too. he brings a raya, and he says, V'chein motzinu, mishkon, later on in Shmeis Mem Posik Chof, it says, V'yitein eso edus el ha'orin. So he plays the Edus into the Odin, and then If it needed to be the other order, it should have said and then In other words, you remove the Kapoidus to put in the Odin. But from the Seder, we see that it's Be'odei or before he put the kapoidus is when he put up the um, that he put in the luchas. So the luchas were put in into the orin before it became the kapoidus. Now, um, you know, also we have to um, you know really uh, see how is this such a raya. Uh, maybe the pasuk is describing over there the way it ended up, because first you had to uh, take off the lid, the kapoidus. Even if you needed the kapoidus to be put on first, you'd first have to put on the kapoidus, and then you'd have to put in the luchas, and then you'd have to put the lid again. So maybe in the order of the things, the Torah doesn't go through the exact process of putting on the lid and then taking it off and then putting in the luchas and putting the lid back on. It just tells you they put in the luchas and they, they and they, then they close the lid and stay that way instead of going through the detail. But whatever, that's it. Seems like uh, the order. This is the way it took place. That the uh, uh, the kapoidus never went on the oren. First, they put in the luchas inside of the oren, and then only they put the kapoidus. That means that's the way it's done, and that's why the pasuk comes over here. Now, over there too, notice the Pasik talks in all cases as to Edus. The Torah never mentions in these, all these Psukim over here, mentions the word uh, Luchas. The Torah calls it the Edus. So, I didn't see it myself, but uh, somebody mentioned to me that the Sifsa Chachamim says that actually this is not talking about the Luchas. Because, Bamison, we have here a problem. Uh, we're talking about the Torah, not about the Luchas. But we have a problem, because in Parshish Kisiso, uh, Rashi teaches over there, in the uh, 
Posik Yudches in Perik Lamad Aleph. So Rashi teaches Vayitan al Moshe. Rashi says, Ein Mugdom al Mukhar Batoira. Rashi says that the Maisa Egel Koydom Litzivum Leches Amishkin Yomim Rabim Hoya. Even though in the Torah the story of the Egel is written after the command of Melechas HaMishkon, the work of the Mishkon, that's understood, all the Melechas HaMishkon that we were learning till now, in the Parshas Truma and Tetzaveh, so even though in the order of the Parsha this Kisisa comes later on, Rashi says, there is nothing earlier or later in the Torah. Because Maisa Egel Koidem Litzivui Melechas Hamishkon, the story of the Egel that we're reading now in the Pashas Kisiso, Rashi says over there, happened before the command for the Melechas Hamishkon Yomim Rabim Hoyim. It was many days before. And Rashi makes the Cheshm, Sharebi Yuzain Tamuz Nishtabru Haluchas. Because the Luchas were broken on the 17th of Tammuz. That's the 40 days after Zayin, after Zayin Sivan, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up on the Har Sinai. Ubiyem HaKippurim Nisratza Kodesh Baruch Hu LiYisrael. And on Yom Kippur, the Ebishter said, Salachti Kedvarechi was Nisratza LiYisrael. Ulemachras Yitzchilu Benidvas HaMishkon. And the next day, they began the gifts of the Mishkan, V'hukom Bechad Ben Nisan. Next day, after Yom Kippur, they started Nisus HaMishkan, and then it was erected Bechad Ben Nisan from after Yom Kippur till Rosh Chedesh Nisan is when they they brought the gifts and they built the Mishkan. So, since uh, it was then that Nisratza Kodesh Baruch Hu Yisrael so it comes out, it seems in this Rashi, it comes out uh, that uh, it was only then that the Ebrister told them the Tzivui for the Melechaz HaMishkon. Because the uh, the Melechaz HaMishkon uh, was a uh, Nisratzen. Why would the Ebrister tell them to make the Melechaz HaMishkon uh, that uh, something to dwell there when the Ebrister is upset with them. He's not resting, he's not going to go down to them. Why would the Ebrister be telling them to uh, make him a Mishkan when he's upset with them? Now, in some of the Chumashim, they have this parenthesis which says that, you know, that uh, the, the, the Tzivui was earlier and... And uh, the Malach Samishka begin later on, and in the middle, like the Zoyar says, that the Tzivu came before, and then when he didn't make the eagle, there was sort of a stop to it, and the Malach Samishka began uh, Lemochorus. But um, it seems like Rashi learns in Pashtus that logically, that why would the Abishter, uh give him the command beforehand uh, at that time while he was on Har Sinai uh, with the with the eagle uh, forthcoming and Rashi learns that it doesn't make sense that there would be a tzivui for Melechus HaMishkon uh, at the time that there was a, even though that this happened later but the Amishka wouldn't be commanding uh, 
Moshe Rabbeinu to make a Mishkan knowing that there is going to be an eagle and knowing uh, that he's going to uh, uh, command them uh, knowing that he's going to uh, um, make a uh, um, that they're going to make an eagle it wasn't in Merutza so it seems like only after the Nisratza would they make sense of a Tzivu Especially uh, Rashi in uh, Parshas Pikudei in Pasuk Chaf Aleph, right in the beginning of Perik Lamed Ches, Rashi says the Pasuk says Mishkan Ha'edus, Mishkan Pikudei Mishkan Ha'edus. So Rashi says Mishkan Ha'edus is why is it called the Mishkan Ha'edus? Because Edus li Yisrael Shiviter Lahem Hakadosh Baruch Hu Maisa Egel. It's a Mishkan Ha'edus. It's a testimony that the HaKadosh Baruch Hu uh, forgave them was Mavater for the Maisa Egel because so the Mishkan is called a Mishkan of testimony uh, so when the Ebishter is saying to make a Mishkan he's saying to make that testimony it seems that they forgave them so the whole structure of the Mishkan to begin with was a Mishkan uh, Ho'edus was a uh, was a testimony that he forgave them. I mean, even though it doesn't say that that's the whole thing of the Mishkan, but it becomes an Edus. It, it is an Edus eventually, even if there's a regular Mishkan. It doesn't say that the Mishkan is the Edus. That's the only thing. What it does it just happens at the end, it's also Mishkan Ha'edus, especially we don't find it being called before uh, a Mishkan Ha'edus the Pasuk says also the Mikdosh Vishachanti Besoichom, that the there's another person for the for another purpose for the for the Mishkan but uh, it almost seems like uh, the Mishkan uh, a part of the Shachanti Besoichom is to uh, be a testimony is to be a, uh, um, um, a, a an edus that the Ebrister forgave them for the Chet Egel, and that's why he was Mashre the Shechina. But in any event, uh, Rashi learns. It seems like from this Rashi, uh, from this Rashi that we quoted, it seems like uh, the Tzivui in Parshas Kisisa that we quoted. Uh, before Rashi says that also the Ditzivui of Malachis Amishkon Rashi says Yomim Rabim Hoya. Now, wh- how is one learned the Pashtus Yomim Rabim Hoya? Now, Rashi doesn't say here exactly when the Ditzivui was. Rashi says Ubiyem Hakipurim Nisratza Hakadosh Baruch Hu LiYisrael. Rashi doesn't say clearly that the Ditzivui for Malachis Amishkon took place after Yom Kippurim. Rashi just says that and then they started the Nidwas Amishkan. He didn't say, he doesn't say that Lemachros Hizchil Bitzivuyi. So conceivably it would seem from this Rashi, uh, maybe uh, maybe it was done, the Tzivu was done before. But it would still be Yomim uh, Rabim, the Tzivu Mlechsa Mishkan, Yomim Rabim. Uh, were uh, the eagle was Yomim Rabim because 
it also seems a little bit strange. I mean, it's almost mashmalagat from Rashi because Rashi is giving a date in a minute and he says um, uh, uh, that um, it was the Yom Kippur, Machim Kippur. If Rashi means to say, instead of just saying Yom Rabim, uh, many days, Rashi could say, Shahoyo. Uh, you know, we know already that uh, it, it 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 is Yom Rabim, it's Yom Kippurim, and the eagle is 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 Yuzayin Tamus. It is Yom Rabim. It looks like almost Rashi is careful uh, not to specifically say the date when Melitz Samishkan was. Uh, Rashi says when the gifts were, but not Tzibim Lech Samishkan. So we would look from this Rashi in Yudches. But there is another Rashi later on in Pashat Kisisa, in Pasuk Yud Aleph, in Perek Lamed Gimel, in the Rashi Vishava Lamachanem. So Rashi says over here, um, um, Rashi makes the Cheshman again, the Tavomesha went up. Uh, for the mountain, and when he burned the eagle, and then he was upsta- uh, on the mountain. So Rashi says, "Uberish Chaydeshel." In the middle of Rashi, Nemar loyval Lisa ba'beiker lahasina lekabel luchis vachroinus. Ba'asa shom mem yoyim. He made over there forty days. He was there forty days. Shenemar bahem. By them it's written, "Va'noichi omaditi bahor." So that that was the thirty minute. So from Elul there was Berotzin already. So so again, over here it says that Moshe began to instruct them for the Malachas HaMishkon. Now, in some Girsas of Rashi, is Vihischil Litzavoy Soy. That would be Mashma, that Hashem began to instruct him after going down on Motsi Yom Kippur. Uh, but in this Rashi, uh, I read from now, the gear says, Hizchil son, so that's not Hashem, because uh, the Pesach is talking the whole time about Hashem, the Mirashi talk about Hashem, V'omar loy hu Hashem, l'moyshe, so lachti kedrecha, u'mosar hu loy, Hashem gave to Moshe, luches achreinus, but then it changes to Moshe. It says Vyorat, and he went down Moshe, and Vihischil over here litzavoyson. He began to tell them Amaleches Amishkan. So from this Rashi is also Mashma. If we learn litzavoyson, uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu began to instruct them, but somehow he um, knew about it. From the um, you know it was already you know from from before, so 
even if we learn the word son, it also seems that the tzivu for the lacha mishkan took place before Yom I believe that in Lakut Siches Chelik Vav, the Rebbe writes um, that according to the Shitas Rashi, also Moshe Rabbeinu's Sivui to the Bnei Yisrael took place, also Hashem's Sivui to Moshe took place after Yom Kippur. But aside from the first Rashi and also from the uh, this Rashi, it's Mashma that. Um, it's mashma that the um, uh, tzivui to, from Hashem to Moshe begin from before, because here is his schil, son is not um, not Hashem, or maybe the other girsi is his is Hashem begins, and then the Yorad is already saying Moshe Rabbeinu descended, his schil is going to Hashem, begin Litzavoy That looks like is the girsa, the way. Uh, the Rebbe learns from this Rashi that the, also the Tzivui began on after Yom Kippur. But if it's Vihischil, it's so Hischil goes on Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, again, because if it goes on Hashem, Vihischil, it's Avoisoi, then it doesn't make so much sense. The the, the, the next sentence, Vahasuho, and it's missing Moshe Rabbeinu's Tzivui to them. So Hashem began to instruct Moshe, and then they made it. It should say where Moshe Rabbeinu told them. So it's Mecheres Mashmal Son, as it's written in this Gersa, that it was Moshe Rabbeinu saying them. But the Rebbe, I believe, says that also the Tzivu took place after Mokhrash uh, Yemakipurim. But Mecheres. Um, so when we learn in our parsha, when it says "va'etein as halucha is a shadetein elecho," for the that you put it in the orin, the etein elecho. If the tzivui of the Abishter of Hashem came after Machrosim Akipurim Bechlal, so at that point the Abishter is already given the. Uh, the luchas, uh, the luchas were given by Machras, by Yom Kippur when Moshe Rabbeinu went down from the Har uh, on Yom Kippur when Hashem said "Slachtikid Varecha." So, um, so what is if Hashem is beginning to tell him about the Tzivu Melech Samishkot? The Parshas Truma, for example, is written what took place after he went down from the Har. So. What does it mean as a as a or nasharat in Allah already had the 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 luchas? Well, uh, and I believe that that's why the Sisa Chachamim says some people I didn't see it again. I mentioned that that's why it's talking not talking about the luchas. As a edus nasharat in Allah is talking about the Torah that Hashem will give him the future. And that's why the Torah of Fairish doesn't lie here. The word luchas just says the word edus, because uh, and we see uh, before earlier in Parshas Mishpatim in Pasukut Beis over there it says Vayemer Hashem Amoshah Lai Lai Ho Yesham. So the Eved says there are two things. It says Ve'etna Lucha as luchas ha'aven. So that was the luchas that the Eved gave him. And then it also says, Vahat Torah, Vahamitzvah. 
Um, so, uh, and Rashi teaches there what is the Atoyra Mitzvah Safta Reisom? Rashi, call Sheish Esrei Mi Mitzvah, call Sheish Mezi Shlosh Esrei Mitzvahs, Bechlal Sevsa Dibrisain. So, in the Luchas Aven, there was also the Torah and the Mitzvah. And the fact that the Posse doesn't say here uh, Luchas, the Posse keeps on saying Eidus, and Rashi keeps on saying that is a lotion of the um, um, a testimony. Uh, Rashi says that the Torah is a testimony. She says, "Ha'edus Rashi ta'itz ha'Torah she le'edus beni benechem she tzivisa es chamisak sukkus bab." And 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 the reason is because it cannot be the luchas because the luchas are already given. But. Um, but the uh, but lechera but the 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 the, the problem is uh, number one in Pashas uh, Pikudei Rashi says befeidish in Pasuk Mem over there uh, that Rashi quoted before in Perik Mem Pasuk Chof it says edus el so Rashi teaches over there that the edus means the luchas that's a luchas Rashi teaches befeidish so this whole pilpul that edus doesn't mean the luchas. It means that. And we can't say that that is talking about something else than what this Pasuk is talking about over here, because Rashi in Pasuk of Aleph over here in Truma, Rashi tells us that this teaches us how it was placed, that this is the same the same thing what the Pasuk is talking about here, that they placed it before they placed the Kapoidus, because that's the way it says over there that it took place. So it means that this is the Hainahag, that this is the same thing. And further, if we should say that this is not the that the tzivui came after uh, the Machshem uh, Kippurim, so how do we explain what Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, like Yisor Bahar, like by the Menorah it says uh, later on in the pasuk it says Asher Atomor Bahar that you show on the mountain Mora Bahar. That's Mashma that while he was on the mountain. Uh, and then later on, we also have again in the uh, in the pasuk that the uh, in pasuk lamed pasuk lamed it says va'akim moisa es hamishkon in 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 kamishpoto asher reisa bahor that you were shown in the mountain. So again, uh, you have the. Uh, they already that it was already shown in the mountain, and over there Rashi teaches be also beferish. Uh, uh, Rashi teaches over there haraisa bahor koydem lachen shani osi lelamdoch larais chosedar akamosi. What Rashi is saying over here, uh, this is with regards to the kroshim, uh, and the pasuk says and you should stand up the mishkan as you were shown in the mountain, uh, because later on in Parshas Pekudei. We find Nutsivuyim of Hashem how he should put up the the Mishkan. And that's in Perik Mem, starting with Posik Aleph. The Posik starts again by Dabra Hashem al Moshe Lamer, Bayoy Machodish Adish Bechad Achodish Tokimas Mishkan, the Samtoshamas Arana Eidus, and the Posik goes on to telling us the structure, the way it took place, the Akamasa Mishkan. And therefore, uh, what Rashi is saying, 
that at this point, uh, when Hashem says to him, and, and when he's talking to Kroshim, the Sesem, the Posikon, you will stand up the Mishkon Kimishpotoi as it should be Asher Hor Esa Bohor, that it says that you were shown in the mountain. Rashi says at that point, when Hashem is saying this, he wasn't shown yet. That was only shown to him later on, uh, when David tells him the structure how to put on uh, uh, Bohor. That was told to him later on. Uh, at that point, it will be Horeisa Bahor. Kimishpotei, at the point when there will be Vakimoisa Mishkon, you will do it, Kamishpotei, Asher, that you have been shown at the Hor at that point. But although it's, as I will show you from this point, it's later on that the Pasik talks in the way of Horeisa Bahor. But we see clearly that all this is taking place while they were still on the mountain. Uh, while they were still on the mountain. And then the same thing again in, in Posik uh, in Posik Hay in Perik Vov when the Torah talks about the Mizbeach, it says also Nivov Kasher So again he was shown on the mountain. Which by the way also I, I try to uh, figure out why does the Posik say with their Kasher Hera uh which is Lashinister, the Pasik is the whole time talking about Vosiso, and then it says Vehuva as Badov, but then it says Nevovluches Tasaisa Kasher Her Isicha. All of a sudden it changes Kasher Her Oischa as he has shown you, he as opposed to as I have shown you, because the whole time, and all other times also, and I don't know why it changes over the Pasuk, the Lush there. But nevertheless, it's all talking about, we see clearly, that this all took place uh, in the Har. So, how could we say that the Tzivu came after the after the Har? Uh, it almost seems, um, it almost seems from all these, Psukim. So, in, in in that case, so when the pasuk says over here, uh, and you place the luchos, if we should say that the tzivui came starting after Rishchaydesh Elul, just like the Eibushter tells him psolucha, even though the Eibushter didn't give it to him, so lachtiketvarecha takes on later on, but part of the process, the Eibushter told him psolucha. And the Ebishter was starting Berotzin, as Rashi was Meirich, so the Ebishter also told him, it makes sense, I started telling him Lechas HaMishkan over there. So according to this, over here in the Parshish Truma, if, if that would be the case, then it's, then when it says here, V'nasat alon as a, as a, as a luchos, as a edus hashadatin elecho, as we said, Rashi says before, we're talking about the luchos, and the luchos hashadatin elecho is talking about the second luchos. The stock happened after the eagle, 
and the tzivui of the Ebrister came after Lech Zegel. Rashi says Yomim Rabim. Yomim Rabim means take, starting from the Egel was Yudzayim Tavos Nishtabru Haluchus and the Egel. Yomim Rabim means the 40 days that Moshe Rabbeinu was mispalled to the Ebrister and 40 days later, not Yom, Ki- not Yom Kippur, but 40 days later and then from when Moshe Rabbeinu went off Rosh Chodesh Elul from that point on the tzivuyim for the Mishkan uh, were told to him, and that's how come after he went down, he was able to tell them right away. And then it's interesting when you look in Rashi in Pashas Dvorim and Pashas Ekev, it almost seems so befeirish in Pasuk uh, Aleph in Perik Yud in Pashas Ekev. It says, "Ba'esa he Omar Hashem Eli the Pasuk B'Sol Luchos and Luchos Avonim Korishenim Va'alei Eliha Ora Vosisa Lucho Arin Eitz." And Rashi writes over there, and then the Pesach Bey says, "Ve'echtov al aluches es advorim asher hoyu al aluches horishoyim asher shibarto besamtom ba'oren." And Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Va'as aren atzi shitim va'efsoil shne aluches avenim korishoyim va'al ha'horo u'shne aluches biyodi va'yichtei va'al aluches kamichta va'rishein es ad eser es advorim asher dibra Hashem aleichem ba'or." So, first of all, we see clearly that the lotion of Nisina, everything is there. So, when Moshe Rabbeinu says, Asher uh, it can very well go on the Luchas because it says, Vayitna Hashem says, I will give to you, and it says, here, Vayitna Hashem Eloi, then it says, Vayitna Hashem Eloi, then it says, Now, he put in the Luchas and the Oren Shavashisi. Now we know that this Oren that we're going to see in Rashi in a minute is not the same Oren that we're talking about over here. But I'm talking about the, right now, the Luchas that we're talking about over here is this is the same Edus that Rashi, that the Pasuk says here as you put in the Oren. In the Oren. We'll see the Rashi, but and in the Rashi, in Rashi, Aleph, in Beisahi, Rashi says, L'soif arboim yoim nisratzeli. After 40 years, Hashem appeased to me. After that was before, from Rishchei Deshel by Yom Kippur. Um, I mean, no, Sefer Bayim Yom. After 40 days, davening to the Ebrister in between, after the Zayud Zayin, the 30 middle days. V'achar kach, v'amur lip solucho, v'achar vosis oren. So the Ebrister tells me to make an oren. And Rashi adds, v'ani osis oren t'chilo, shekshov v'aluchis biyode heichin, where I put them, so he made the luchas first. Uh, but in any event, Rashi says, "V'loy zehu aron shalso betzalul." This is not the aron that betzalul made. Shadim mishkan leinis asku boy ad lachayim akipurim. So there was no, so there was no aron uh, made yet over there for him to put it in. Kibredito min har tzivolahem amalechas amishkan. So you say, it's not Dibakar. Rashi says clearly that Nidritim in Ahor, he told him Lech Samishkon. O Betzalel also Mishkon Tchilo. First he made the Mishkon, Vachachor Mekelim. So it couldn't be that Ahor wasn't ready yet at that time to put the Luchas in there. Nimtso, Ze Ahor in Acher. Hoya, that was another Ahor. Rashi says, Zeh Shaitim on the Melchama. Ve'oysu Shaz Betzalel, Yotzel Melchama, Ve'me'eli, Ve'nenshol, Ve'nishba. But, so here we see uh, 
just like the Eivishter tells him to make the order to come up with him for the 40 luchas, to bring down the luchas, it's that Moshe Rabbeinu instructed them. It doesn't say that Eivishter instructed him at that point. So Moshe Rabbeinu must have been instructed it would seem also from this Rashi, he must have been instructed about the Melech Mishkan and those 40 days that started with Rosh Chodesh And that's what Rashi means, when it says, Yom Rabbim. And the Ve'atin HaSaluchis, in our Parshish Truma, when it says, I'll place in the order in the Luchis, Asheretin Elecha, the Eidus Asheretin that's the Luchis. The Luchis Shniyas. Because on the Luchas Rishonis, this didn't happen then. There was no tzivu yet. The tzivu came, and David is basically telling him, "Make yourself a lua box now. That's going to be immediately to put the luchas temporarily until Betzalel will construct everything, and then you will place those luchas. Eventually, you will move them from the Arin that he put in." And you put it into the other, into into the uh, one of Bitzalu. I mean, uh, it doesn't say in Rashi Befeish that they move the luchas out of this orin and they move them into, into the other, into the other orin. Uh, but then, what does it mean that Moshe Rabbeinu that it says in the end of Parshas Pikudei that Moshe Rabbeinu put the luchas in the orin? In which order did he put it? Not in this order over here. He put in the order that they constructed over there, that Moshe B'Tzal with the whole Lechaz Mishkan. So we have to say, Lechairah, that it was taken out from the Lucha, from the from the one that Moshe Rabbeinu made, and placed in there, because the Pasuk says they placed the Luchas into the Aron over there, in, in Parshish Pechudek. And what does it say? Meaning without the luchas. No, how they went out with the. It was Yetzim Mochama, was just an ark without without the luchas eventually. When Rashi says because the luchas switched over from there into the uh, into, into the ark that also betzalo. But therefore, I mean, the Shverik idea is, I mean, how could we interpret. Um, that the tzivui was said after Yom Kippur, and that seems to be very, very difficult, because what does it mean, Asher Etein Elachodan, because Asher Nosati, if that was said, uh, because they actually gave him already by the Luchas, by Yom Kippur, and all the other Rashis, and these Rashis, all of them seem to be uh, in, indicating that it, it took place in the, uh, after, between the Shechai the in the in the third time. Still have to look into this subject. Behemshech to the pasuk va'etin elarin, you should place the edus asher etin elecha that we were discussing. Um, even if we uh, will say um, that uh, it was uh, told uh, the tzivum leches amishkan came after. So but we have to say that this all took place on the Har before Moshe Rabbeinu went down from the time that Hashem said Salah And we have to say that everything Bahar and and uh, and maybe even the uh, meaning of Asher Etein Elecha, he told him Salah Tikid 
And then he gave him the luchas. In between giving the luchas, the entire Melechas HaMishkan was told. And then the Va'etein as Haluchas will be um, going also on the Luchas Shniyas, uh, even according to the Tanchuma, and the way it seems like uh, it's not clear. To, I don't remember if it says clearly, the Rebbe says that Rashi says it was after Salah Tikitvarecha. I think that's what the Rebbe says. But in Rashi, Lechaira, uh, we were trying to figure out. Uh, previously, is that it's mashma that that could take place, um, starting, uh, you know, uh, after this the forty middle days, uh, just like in Parshas Ekev, you see, um, which I already mentioned over there, the Parsha says, the Posik says that he should make the, uh, uh, Ebshet told him to make the Oren, and. Uh, so David Shlaikin made the order in which he should put the luchas that he's going to give to him. So that order that he made was way before Slach Tikit Varecha. Slach Tikit Varecha happened on Yom Kippur. At the end of the 40 days, this is he's telling him before he's going up, Eli, Eli, Ha'ora. He's telling come up to the mountain, I will give you the luchas. And just like David Shlaikin told him to make uh, that order, he could have told him to make the other, the whole Malachas HaMishkan. And matter of fact, Rashi over there would also learn that that order uh, meant the same order that was made for the Luchas Shniyas, uh, the only, uh, the same order that, 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 that we're talking about in Pashas Truma and the Lechas HaMishkon, had it not been for the fact, as Rashi proves over there, that that order wasn't ready till much later, the Nidvas HaMishkon and the Mishkon, and then the Kalim came in later. So the Pashat was no order available at the time, and that's where Rashi learns that the uh, order means, um, Another Oren that housed the Luchas temporarily uh, until the Oren was uh, was ready. Uh, also, the the uh, the uh, uh, but uh, so for Hashem to start telling him uh, or to start telling Yisrael to prepare uh, an Oren, the real Oren that was going to house them later, uh, seems to uh, f- uh, go with Rashi's view over there. Uh, that wouldn't be a contradiction uh, to the idea that uh, Kisiso was written uh, what happened before Tzivum Lechas HaMishkan Yomim Rabim that means the Yomim Rabim is the 40 days that it took from Moshe Rabbeinu to, to, to Nistapolti that he fell and it happened to the Ebishter to forgive them and that was all before Rishchei Deshel but then at that point the Ebishter, uh, seems like could have started telling him all the the other thing is, um, is what, what, what about the first luchos? You know, so then according to all this, we're teaching that the pasuk uh, What was supposed to happen with the first luchos? Uh, we don't find anywhere in the pasuk. We don't find the record of in the pasuk that the Ebrister uh, told Moshe Rabbeinu to make. Uh, uh, the Anorin. Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't even know the size of the Aron Lechera to make because it wasn't so it came from the Ebrister. Uh, the Ebrister's Luchas didn't need an Aron uh, So, But what happened? Uh, where did they put once Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchas by the mountain on Yudzayin Tamus? Where did they place the broken Luchas? Later on, they placed the broken Luchas in the in the Aron itself. But uh, what do they do with the uh, Shivri Luchas in between 
from Yudzayin Tammuz uh, when he Horah, uh, uh, but there doesn't seem to be uh, having any any Oren over there. We don't find in the Torah uh, that there was an Oren. If we should say maybe the Torah doesn't record uh, how would Moshe Rabbeinu know to make an Oren, or maybe Moshe Rabbeinu was going to construct the Oren uh, when he went down with the Luchas, uh, although here uh, Hashem tells him beforehand, but because over here he knows already. Uh, he tells him to make like the first one, so he knows already the size of the luchos, and therefore he's able to uh, make it again. Uh, but able to make the oren, uh, but it definitely doesn't seem like there was an oren left over from the first one because Hashem tells him to go make a new oren. And what happened to the first Oren? So apparently, since he broke it, he never ended up making that Oren for the uh, for the Luchas. And the Shivra Luchas were laying around. I don't know what happened to them in the meantime. We need to be looking to all this uh, further.